Welcome to Heart, Soul, and Mind, the podcast from Centenary United Methodist Church. I'm Dr. Glenn Kinkin, Senior Minister here at Centenary. My hope is that this podcast will give you some good news for your journey today. Hear with me the story of our Lord's resurrection as contained in the Gospel of Matthew. After the Sabbath, on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, and an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook, and they became like dead men. And the angel said to the women, Be not afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen. Just as he said, come and see where he lay. Then go quickly and tell the disciples that he has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. And so the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy, and ran to tell the disciples. And suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him and clasped his feet and worshipped him. And then Jesus said to them, Be not afraid. Go tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Almighty and gracious God, we gather this morning here to worship and to praise you, to have risen from the dead on this morn as we remember that the tomb did not have final say. So, Lord, while we worship you, speak to our hearts so that we would be not just hearers of your word, but doers of your word. In your son's holy name we pray. Amen. Easter Sunday is the biggest Sunday in the life of the church. Last year, my first Easter with you, just before this service started, we were back in the narthex lining up. And Molly Rivers, who was our Christian for that morning, she looks at me and she says, in case you didn't know it, this is a big day. This is the kind of Sunday where you don't want to mess up. Now, I started laughing because that's exactly the tension that I needed to be broken. It is a big day. Easter is the biggest celebration, if you will, of the Christian year. And Easter is always grand and glorious. And as I think about today, I imagine if we were worshiping here in the sanctuary together, the pageantry of the day, the glory of the procession, all of you in your pews sitting there in your Easter finest, we would be stacked to the gills, people standing around the room. I mean, even Jack Wall, who was one of our compromands, would be in his newfound spot up in the west balcony, all just to be a part of Easter worship. But it really is okay 
that today is a different type of Easter. The sun still rose this morning. Easter has come. The tomb is empty. See, maybe it's a day like today where it is simple and plain that we're reminded of the true message because the message is the same. The tomb is empty. Be not afraid. Go and tell all the world. In Matthew's account of the resurrection, the women are going to the tomb early in the day, presumably to mourn, to remember Jesus, and to pray. But just as they get there, the earth begins to shake, and an angel of the Lord appears in all of his glory. And he rolls back the tomb, and he's clothed in white and bright as snow, as if his face is full of lightning. And it's in that moment, in that brilliance, that they realize that they are standing on holy ground. And the angel tells them that Jesus, whom they come to mourn at the tomb, is no longer there, that he has been raised from the dead. Be not afraid, he says. Go forth and tell the disciples what you have seen. And as they hurry away following the command of the angel of the Lord, they meet the risen Christ who says the same thing to them. Be not afraid. Go and tell my disciples. Now, I'm a person of, who believes that signs exist for a reason. I'm a big believer in that philosophy. So if you go to Tiger World or Lazy Five Ranch or Big Cat Rescue or any of those places where there's tigers and, and, and cats of prey and you see signs that say, don't hold your child over the tiger den, that's a sign that's there for a reason. It tells me that somebody probably hasn't paid attention and there was almost a calamity. So using that same logic that signs exist for a reason, I believe that there is a divine purpose, a divine reason why in Matthew's account of the resurrection, the same two phrases appear within five verses. Be not afraid, go and tell my disciples. I mean, it would have been just simple enough if the angel of the Lord had said that or if Jesus had said it. I mean, that's a command from on high. But the fact that it's repeated twice in so short a span of verses means that you and I, we must pay attention. We must listen. And as the Easter people, those words, be not afraid and go and tell my disciples, we must pay attention to them because they are our watchwords. They are our commands today. They are our calling as we go forward Easter after Easter, Sunday after Sunday. The phrase, be not afraid, appears in scriptures a little over 80 times. Whether it's in the Old Testament or the New Testament, whether God is speaking to the people directly or through the prophets or angels or apostles, what that phrase tells us is that do not be afraid simply, but it also means that something big is about to happen. Maybe even something that is scary or frightening to our human psyche, but more importantly, what we hear is we are not alone. God is with us, even in the large, the frightening, or the uncertain.
When I hear that phrase, be not afraid, I think of my friend Sandy Buck. Sandy runs a ministry called Be Not Afraid, and it's a ministry that assists parents who have received a critical prenatal diagnosis. And what their ministry does is it comforts these parents as they face the future. It provides them support and pastoral care as they face a time that is uncertain by just being present, by offering strength, by offering support to them as they face the future. You see, the empty tomb gives us resurrection hope. It tells us that we too can, that we too can face an uncertain future. No matter what valleys or pitfalls we find ourselves in, whether the mourning the loss of a loved one or the uncertainty of what is around the corner in our lives as we open the newspaper or turn the TV on or just open the mail. When we hear the phrase, be not afraid, we too are reminded that God is with us. The empty tomb reminds us that God is very present, providing us support, strength, and comfort along all aspects of life's journeys. And then shortly followed by be not afraid is go and tell the disciples. Again, the repetition of that statement within the text reminds us that we are to go forth from the grave. It reminds us that the grave is not the end of the story, but in fact, the tomb of Friday and Saturday gives way to the empty tomb of Easter Sunday. The tomb of Friday and Saturday does not define Jesus' ministry, but instead the empty tomb of Easter morning defines God's divine purpose for our lives and God's hope for the world. Go and tell becomes our sharing of the hope that God wants for the world. It's been really interesting to me to see how the world reacts to this pandemic. As we read across Facebook and postings on social media and the news, we see all kinds of stuff. But there was one post that caught my eye. It said this, it said, COVID-19 closed bars and churches. You know it's serious when God and the devil are in agreement. It invites a chuckle and a bit of laughter, but it could not be farther from the truth. See, earlier this week, our children reminded us that that statement is wrong. Kate and her team pulled together sort of a mashup video of our children singing, I am the church. You know those words, I am the church, you are the church. We are the church together. All who follow Jesus all around the world, yes, we're the church together. The church is not a building, the church is not a steeple. The church is not a resting place. No, the church is its people. We're many different kinds of people and many kinds of faces, all colors and all ages, to from all times and all places. I am the church. You are the church. We are the church together. All who follow Jesus all around the world, yes, we are the church together. Seeing that video and hearing their precious voices brought joy and laughter to all of our hearts, but it was also a great reminder that they are right. 
that the postings on Facebook could not be further from the truth. You see, the church is not closed. Sure, we may not be able to gather here in this building, but we are the church, we are the church deployed. Remember, when we leave worship, we talk about being not just hearers of the word, but doers of the word. Well, we are deployed in our homes, in our neighborhoods, all around the world, and we are just that, the church in mission. You see, when we go out, we are the church in action. And so because of the pandemic, while we cannot gather here, we are outposts in our homes, in our neighborhoods for the church. And so as I sit there and receive emails and keep up with people, I find out that the church has been deployed all across the globe. Last week in worship, we had folks from Winston-Salem, Forsyth County, 11, 11 states and two foreign countries tuning in to worship, all of us worshiping together. But we also left worship and we became the church active in the world around us. We're busy making masks. We're buying groceries for those who don't feel comfortable getting out. Some of us are, I've even heard stories of senior adults who are able to go and shop early. And when they've gone in the store, they've seen that maybe the toilet paper has been restocked and they buy an extra packet and they carry it to the homes of families, young families that just can't get it all together to go grocery shopping. And when they finally do, the stocks are emptied again. And so they sort of do the ding dong ditch thing where they leave a roll of toilet paper on the steps because they were fortunate enough to get one and share the wealth with other families in the community. But we're also the church active when we're putting rainbows in our windows as a sign of hope or bears to give the children something to look for as they take an afternoon walk or thinking about ways to put out signs that say free flowers for the picking as they put it out by one of their bushes by the street. Story of a small businessman in the area who sat there and was billing his clients and saying, you know, we really worry about your small business. We support you. We'll give you a 20% discount on your monthly fee. And yet what we saw back in some of those postings, this businessman reported that some of his clients wouldn't take the 20% discount because they wanted to leave the discount for others if they needed a little deeper. See, we're all in this together. We realize that. And so when we are the church deployed, the church in mission and ministry around the world, we begin to show the world the hope that God wanted, the hope of the Easter message. And so our calling as a deployed church is to reflect that hope for everyone to see, that we are to go into all the world and we are to preach the good news. We're to share it with everyone as St. Francis said, preach the gospel at all times. Use words only when necessary. See, my brothers and sisters, we are to go and to tell the world of the empty tomb on Easter. Because the empty tomb is resurrection hope. It's what defines us and it's how we live as we go forward. It's who God calls us to be as the Easter people. And so on this Easter that is plain and simple, let us just plainly and simply do what God calls us to. Let us go forth and be not afraid. Let us go and tell all the world that the tomb is empty, that Christ is risen, 
Christ has risen indeed. Alleluia and amen. Thank you for listening to Heart, Soul, and Mind, the podcast from Centenary United Methodist Church. We hope that you'll consider joining us for worship on Wednesday evenings at 7 o'clock or Sunday mornings at 8.30, 9, or 11. Have a blessed day.